Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. If I could put us all into a Star Trek transporter and magically beam us down to Bethlehem as Jews living in Palestine 2,000 years ago, here's what may be different. Most of us would work producing food, clothing, or both, and we could afford few luxuries. We would not have indoor plumbing, running water, a stove, a car, more than two changes of clothing, or Jimmy Kimmel. If we lived into our 30s, we would be lucky. We would live under the constant threat of Roman aggression. Sure, there was peace, but Jews were unhappy with the Romans, and some made this known with guerrilla tactics that endangered the common folk who never knew how Rome might punish all of its citizens for the sins of a few. Amidst this ongoing turmoil, you and I would earn enough money to support our families, pay our taxes, and offer sacrifices during one or two of the annual religious festivals, but we probably wouldn't have much left over for lottery tickets. And while our region would be prosperous, it would be nowhere near affluent. We would not live near kings. We would not live near political players, near billionaires or power brokers. It was not Silicon Valley. It was more like the Ohio Valley. Well, I want you and I to go there tonight because we're often tempted to turn Christmas into this kind of safe holiday with its charming music, its movies, its soft focus memories looking through a sentimental lens at what the Christmas crush on our altar holds and not at the harsh realities of the day, which of course is meant to speak to you and me in our day, right here and right now. If you're like me, you come to the second consecutive COVID Christmas with too little joy, too little peace and harmony, and with too much worry, anxiety, fear, and mourning. The lead story in this morning's paper, mine when I clicked open this morning, said this, inflation is high and uncertainty rampant as the economy heads into 2022. Now there's good news on Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> you and I are once again cooped up in our homes, unable to be with beloved friends and family in of all places, the safety of our churches in the ways that we would like to be. We're wearing masks everywhere, getting one shot after another, most but not often enough, and not enough of us. And too often, we're taking out our frustrations over all the things that we're missing, our disappointments, our uncertainties, our stresses on those who mean the most to us. We take these things out often on our family, on our friends, and on God, because some of us are really mad at God this year. COVID has robbed us of so much. The precarious nature of our times is so upsetting. All of us are mentally challenged. Our souls are not well. And yes, this really stinks. Yet here we are, showing up in person or online. And why are we here? Because in this Christmas story, God offers us the two things we so desperately need to hear in times like this. First is that we are loved, and second is that we are not alone. 
Yes, the situation is dire, but we are not deserted. We are not divorced from the Almighty. The incarnation tells us that God knows how bad it is out there, how bad it is in here, and that God is here to walk us through it and to love us through it. The Christmas story is meant to be real and gritty and talk to our lives on a real visceral level, not some smarmy story that's like a fairy tale. The Christmas story tells us that no matter how bad things seem, no matter how wretched our world has become, how discombobulated our daily world has transformed itself into, God is willing to be here. And God is unwilling to give up on the world. God is unwilling to give up on being with us and on loving us. That's what this story means. Because as we turn to our gospel tonight, we see that how Jesus got into the world tells us everything about what God thinks of the world. You got your Twitter out there? That's the tweet for tonight. How Jesus got into the world tells us everything about what God thinks of the world. Here's what I mean. How did Jesus get into the world? Well, let me make just three points here. Jesus came to the world through a poor family. He came through an unwed mother and he came through a politically oppressed people. God brought the light of the world into the world with these three strikes against him to show us that there's no situation, friends, that is insurmountable. Some of us are facing situations that we think are insurmountable. God can do anything is what this story says. God is out to redeem everyone and everything. It's as if God is saying, if I can bring salvation into the world through some peasant family in some backwater region of the Roman Empire, I can bring it anytime, anywhere into your life and into mine. I can do anything and that is for you and for me. And so there is never any reason to give up hope because some of us came here tonight ready to let go of that string and ready to give up. And that's not the message of Christmas. Jesus came to a poor area full of poor people, those whom society most likely was to abuse or to run over or to overlook. Jesus did not have parents with connections. They did not go to Ivy League schools. They did not know the difference between the salad fork and the dessert fork. Where's Father Steve? You know that though. <laughs> they would not have qualified for an American Express card. Jesus was the son of an unwed mother. This was as shunned upon in his society as it is in some parts of ours today. He was unexpected and faced unacceptability. Sure, he had good paternal DNA, if you think about it, but that only gets you so far with the middle school bullies. Jesus was born among an oppressed people. The Jews were not conquerors, the Jews were the conquered. They did not have complete freedom to do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it. The laws, the currency, the food, the customs were as foreign as they were unwelcome. The Holy Family was forced to live under the greedy thumbs of their heathen Roman overlords, and there was nothing they could do about it. How Jesus got into the world tells us everything about what God thinks of the world. Jesus came through and to a people who were least likely to have hope. They were poor, they were shunned, they were oppressed. And if any part of any one of us is impoverished tonight, is rejected tonight, is oppressed tonight, God is here to hold out hope to us as well. That's what Christmas says.
God says, don't give up. I haven't. I will be there for you. I will get you through this, although it may not be when you want it or how you want it. It was the 1940s, and a family had moved west in order to seek better opportunities. John married the two kids, Bob and Grace. They loved the new scenery, and they loved the chance at a new start. Unfortunately, jobs became elusive, and the family lived from hand to mouth for quite some time. When Christmas came, Mary, who always prided herself on decorating their home with a grand Christmas tree, well, she got worried. Where they lived, Christmas trees were expensive, and no matter how she worked and reworked the budget, the tree was more than they could afford. She was sad for the children's sake. All their friends had Christmas trees, and she knew how much her kids liked to spend hours decorating the tree. Yet for some reason, Mary didn't give up on hope. And she prayed that God would help her make this Christmas, yet get a tree, despite the family's financial problems. Then two days before Christmas, as Mary and the kids are cleaning the kitchen, and, and she glanced out the window, it's a, it's a windy day, and she sees this huge tumbleweed blow right up against the garage door. Bob and Grace, the kids say, don't worry, Mom, we'll, we'll, we'll go move that out of the way. Mary's eyes lit up. She said, quick, go grab that tumbleweed. I want to put it in the living room. For the next four hours, Mary and the kids found a way to turn that tumbleweed into the most glorious, if not unconventional, Christmas tree anybody has probably ever seen. Carefully removing antique ornaments that had been handed down for generations and placing them on that tumbleweed tree. Popping corn, stringing that popcorn together, winding it around the tree, cutting up tin foil to make their own tinsel. Bob and Grace remembered that tumbleweed Christmas tree more than any tree they had ever had in their lives. In fact, it was the most memorable Christmas they'd ever had. Friends, if we learn anything from Christmas, it's that God cares for us more than we'll ever know, and God will bring us through every uncertainty we can name, whether it's COVID or bankruptcy or job loss or whatever. Sure, there may be big challenges along the way. Things may not go according to plan, but in the midst of our crummy situations, God is here and God loves us. You know, God may not bring us through the way we wanted, the way we thought, the way we had planned. But folks, when we hitch our wagon to Jesus and say, God, take my life, we pray that prayer that we'll pray in a little bit, thy will be done. And God may not bring us through the way we want it to be, but God will bring us through the way God needs it to be. So may the light of Christmas reveal to each one of us that this is enough. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.